The Lord be with you. And also with you. The word became flesh and dwells among us. Glory to God in the highest and peace to God's people on earth. Well, beloved, the liturgy, music, and homily this Lord's Day, this New Year's Day, are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of service leadership and ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, your presence with us come Sunday. We shall remember upon this day the verse of Scripture, it is the God who said, let light shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ our Lord. Upon that affirmation, may we stand as we are able in the praise of God.
May we pray. O God, by the leading of a star, you manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth. Lead us, who know you now by faith, to your presence, where we may see your glory face to face. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the people's. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall come to you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense, and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A lesson from St. Paul's Epistle to the Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. This is the reason that I, Paul, am a prisoner for Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles. For surely you have already heard of the commission of God's grace that was given me for you, and how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I wrote above in a few words, a reading of which will enable you to perceive my understanding of the mystery of Christ. In former generations, this mystery was not made known to humankind, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. That is, the Gentiles have become fellow heirs, members of the same body, and sharers in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I have become a servant according to the gift of God's grace that was given me by the working of his power. Although I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to me to bring to the Gentiles the news of the boundless riches of Christ, and to make everyone see what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things. So that through the church, the wisdom of God in its rich variety might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose that he has carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading verses from Psalm 72 with the Antiphon. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. May he live while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like the rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days may righteousness flourish and peace abound until the moon is no more. May the rulers of Tarshish and the isles render him tribute. May the rulers of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all rulers fall down before him All nations give him service. 
for he delivers the needy when they call, the poor and those who have no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence, he redeems their life and precious is their blood in his sight. Please rise as you are able for the Gloria Patri, the reading of the gospel and the singing of the hymn. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Glory to you, O Lord. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, Bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they had offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
Please be seated. That through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the principalities and powers. Thirty years ago, I was given a precious gift. The gift was given following a pastoral visit in which a woman mentioned that she had written a journal entry about her first time in worship in our church. With some trepidation, not knowing what it might hold, I tentatively asked if she would sometime give me a copy, which sometime later she did. She gave me the copy about nine months later on the day she joined the church. In a moment, I'm going to read you the journal entry. I have permission to do so, and I have done so in other mostly teaching settings. The author died two years ago after many years, decades of faithful service and membership in that church. She was an individual, a real person, very different, somewhat zany, a hoot. She led for decades the church's bell choir, properly nicknamed Hell's Bells. I bring her journal entry because for her, finding a place and a way to worship a church family to love, and a church home to enjoy was simple salvation, connection, empowerment, meaning, belonging, the alphabet of grace, and the winning experience of love. Have you found a church family to love and a church home to enjoy? Have you found a burning fire, a hearth before which to warm, to wonder, to pray, to pause, to listen, to learn. This past week, with one son and one son-in-law, we sat before a beautiful hearth and a roaring fire. Let me add that both son and son-in-law are solid citizens, if I may. The former, a hiker and camper, an attorney and church lay leader. The latter, a Ph.D. from Princeton, a senior minister and an Eagle Scout. They know that is about fires, starting and feeding and tending them, is what I mean. Yet in that evening, one asked, is this fire real or is it, is it gas-fed? Because the fire was so well-built, two logs by two logs by two logs by two logs, and because it burned so cleanly in the venerable hearth, a kind of perfected beauty, It did resemble what has become, sadly, the norm in public hearths, gas, not wood. So the question, I am emphasizing, was not out of place. But the fire was real. I had been there earlier to see it built and lit and fed. And I am more aged than they. I have aged more winters on the back more time spent around fires and their building and their feeding. And with you, I love a beautiful hearth and a roaring flame in it. The fire was for real. Yet, the next morning, the other asked again, is it really for real? Come and see, was all I could say. 
And come and see is all I say today for this New Year's Day sermon. That fire you admire, that worship service burning and blazing which you hear over the radio or on the internet, or which you admire from afar, or which someone has told you about, it is for real. Come and stand a little closer. You will feel it. Your life needs it, demands it, requires it, and will open up in warmth before such a sturdy fireplace. Come and see. Kings to the brightness of his rising did come long ago to worship, to worship. Somewhere. Do you have a church family to love and a church home to enjoy? It need not be this one, but somewhere. Have you no 2017 resolution? Here is one. Go to church. Why? For the mystery of the burning fire, for its beauty and warmth, for its darkness lit by the licking flames, for its allure, its millennia-old draw, its gathered people, for the different women and men whom you will find, a group not a part of your extended family, not a part of your familiar neighborhood, not a part of your workplace, not a part of your cyber network, a woman hymnal in one hand and baby in the other, rocking in the fourth pew right here, on Christmas Eve, singing the carols, a man alone in the balcony, wrestling off the dark difficulties of life, a wonderful, colorful family with squirming children, a widow grieving whose grief is unlike any other, as every grief is unlike any other, a preacher trying for both honesty and kindness, both truth and love, A choir giving it their all, all the time. A table set as today with remembrance, thanksgiving, and presence, faith, hope, and love. You don't believe? Remember what John Wesley said to his young preachers. Preach it until you believe it, and then preach it because you believe it. Worship until you believe it, and then worship because you believe it. It will come over time. Believe me. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And guess what? If this is your 2017 resolution, you've already started to live it. Here you are today, or listening by the internet and radio, or seated in the pew, or wandering the back rooms, narthex, hallways, and byways of the chapel. Have you no 2017 resolution? Here is one. Go to church. As 30 years ago, one did so. Journal entry, Sunday, September 13th, 1987. Boy, I'm feeling some mixed-up feelings today. Sort of upset with Carolyn because she led me to believe she was going to church and I would meet her at Plymouth Church. However, she changed her mind. 
I wasn't sure what to do, like I was all alone and I couldn't go to church now because I didn't have anyone to go with. I didn't know what to do next. I felt real confused. So I called Jean like she's going to tell me what I should do or go to church somewhere with me so I won't feel so alone. God, I'm really dependent. I almost hoped and suggested going out to breakfast instead of church. God, I'm I'm a victim. Looking for someone to blame if I miss church. Back to the feelings that I'm trying to avoid thinking about. They shock me, and I find it hard to name them. Loneliness, fear, uncertainty, inadequacy. I went to Irwin Methodist Church alone. I felt quiet inside and rather separate. And I wanted to be alone with my own thoughts, even though I wanted to enter into corporate worship. I drove up, and I found I was a half hour early, Again, I couldn't make a decision about what to do next. So I started to drive around aimlessly. Maybe I should head for the grocery store. Nope, too far, no money. I guess I was trying to get out of going to church. I began to feel some anxiety about going alone into a new situation. So I turned the car around and I came back home with plans to walk to church, which I did. I saw a lot of elderly people going in and one young woman with a young child in her arms coming from the parking lot. I felt scared, really unsure of myself going into an unfamiliar situation. I saw a lady with weird shades of reddish in her dress and shoes that didn't match the dress. I felt less less self-conscious about my new all-weather coat not matching my umbrella, like maybe I would fit in there okay even though I was afraid I wouldn't. Even the fact that it was a Methodist church and I know how to be a Methodist didn't make me feel any more secure, or rather any less insecure. But I went inside. A nice man greeted me and said he was the unofficial greeter. I would need to see Mabel or Nellie or whoever to be greeted officially. The two ladies were also warm and nice, but not overly so. I felt afraid that someone would ask me my name. So I sat way down front after the usher handed me a bulletin and let me find my own seat. I wonder, did I give off vibes of wanting to be solitary or of feeling solitary? I really didn't want to touch anyone else's life at this time. I listened to the music and really enjoyed that. I wished I could play that well ever. I thought about James Street Methodist and how much I missed it. I wondered why I wasn't crying. I wondered what the pastor would look like and how he would preach. Thoroughly enjoyed the service. Especially enjoyed the familiar feeling I had. I felt safe but still separate. I felt frightened that they would do the turn around and shake hands bit. They did not. When the pastor talked about visitors who might be there, I felt he was looking at me because everybody always notices when there's an unfamiliar face in the crowd. Anyway, I was afraid he was going to ask me to stand up and give my name, but he did not. Then, I felt a twinge of disappointment, like, 
I wanted someone to draw me out or to want to know me or to force me to extend myself. I find I'm more comfortable reaching out to newcomers, but I'm real uncomfortable when I'm the newcomer. For all my striving to be different, I guess I just want to be one of the fish. As the choir came in, I thought about what it might be like to sing in that choir and whether I would be received or welcomed or rejected, both my voice and my person. I felt that they were probably really good singers and would reject me. I almost felt like rejecting them before they could reject me. The sermon was extremely good. It stretched my mind and my spirit. I wanted to say that to the pastor, but I was afraid that if I talked with him, he would ask my name and address and try and get too familiar. Before the sermon even started, I began to worry about whether I could exit after church without connecting with anyone. I just wanted to be really anonymous or incognito or whatever. So I settled down and I listened to the sermon after deciding to stay and not leave before the service was even finished. What a sermon. This man's mind is like a well-rounded course curriculum. He has a way of connecting disparate topics. One state I remember was, Tina Turner needs to learn from Mother Teresa. And he said things like, turn off the Jeffersons and take the dog for a walk. His sermon was about the senses of prayer and was interesting, and I found myself feeling too unknowledgeable to grasp all of it and also challenged by the thought processes. After the service ended, I was thinking about how I could get out without anyone trying to talk with me individually. I wanted someone to try to engage me in conversation, and I wanted to be left alone, both at once. I decided to avoid eye contact. Then I glanced around and found that no one was trying to catch my eye. I was also trying to delay the final encounter at the outside door with the pastor or anyone else out there shaking hands. Well, I did shake hands with the man who lit the candles, and I shook hands with the pastor and complimented him on his sermon. He'd said he didn't catch my name on the way in, and only then did I realize that he was the unofficial greeter I had met when I arrived. I told him my name, and I left. I felt good walking home, and noticed people on the street said hello to me, and I was able to smile and speak to them. I felt good walking home and noticed people on the street said hello and I was able to smile and speak to them. Addendum membership letter of transfer June 5th 1988 nine months later that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the principalities and powers. Amen.
Please be seated. Happy New Year. We like to say during most of the year that 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is the middle of the night for most college students, but on New Year's Day, 11 o'clock on Sunday morning is pretty much the middle of the night for all of us. So welcome to our midnight service here at Marsh Chapel. As we turn to the communion table shortly, we would note that there is wine in the chalice on the pulpit side and grape juice in the chalice on the lectern side, and there will be a healing prayer station under the first window on the pulpit side for those who choose to avail themselves of that opportunity. More details about all of these things are available in your bulletin. We also note that the chapel office will be closed tomorrow in recognition of the New Year's holiday, but open during the rest of the week, although our regularly scheduled activities are suspended until the beginning of the semester on January 18th. As the ushers wait upon us for the morning offering, we invite you to meditate on Peter Phillips' setting of the antiphon for Christmas Day, O Beatum et Sacrosanctum Diem. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
for the work before us, the life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers we ask in Christ. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. May we exchange signs and words of God's peace with one another. Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Before the mountains were brought forth or you had formed the earth from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ in whom you have revealed yourself our light and our salvation you sent a star to guide wise men to where the Christ was born and in your signs and witnesses in every age and through all the world you have led your people from far places to his light by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you, This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith.
pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. song of the angels is stilled and the star in the sky is gone and the kings and princes are home and the shepherds are back with their flocks, then the work of Christmas begins to heal the broken, to find the lost, to visit the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to make peace among peoples, and to make music in the heart. Amen. 